Yep, Isaac's done. <laughs> Isaac, you good, fam? We lost. Okay. Well, Isaac's out, I guess. Um, you you good? What just happened? What? There you go. go ahead, do the intro. Come on, come on. Go ahead. <laughs> I already did the intro. Did we just have a technical breakdown at the very start? Yes, of course. Go ahead. Of course we did. Of course we did. All right. Well, as I was saying, um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Beer Battered Sports Podcast uh, on the road edition. Um, the podcast created by sports fans for sports fans because we believe we are the most qualified people to talk about our favorite teams. I'm your co-host, Isaac, who's currently in Baltimore traffic. <laughs> and I'm um, Kylie. Uh, 40. And I'm Elspeth. And we have... Oh, yeah, we have a special guest today, uh, El Sped, Steven. If you guys have been longtime viewers of the podcast, you probably remember he was on uh, way back when the podcast was just me and Kylie sitting in our rooms. Uh, and he's back today to talk about the NFL draft with us. How you doing, Steven? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, for anyone wondering, I am on my way to work right now. I had to get called in late, so I am in the middle of traffic. I will have to uh, drop out of today's episode a bit early, but... I leave it in the hands of you guys. I know I've been a little absent the last couple of episodes due to work, but this should be the last time that I am kind of in a weird position for the podcast uh, this year, which is going to be good. But anyway, we've got a lot of uh, stuff to talk about today. The main thing is, of course, previewing the NFL draft, which is why we've got Steven here. So I'm going to open up the floor by asking you, Steven. Um, the big question I think everybody wants to know is who is going first overall? Like who, who do you think the Panthers are going to take with the first overall pick? I think they really do love C.J. Stroud. Um, and it's kind of getting difficult because now everybody's kind of getting on this. Uh, Bryce Young is going first overall. So it's kind of like now you don't really know which one. When like a week ago, it was kind of clear cut. They were going Stroud. And uh, I do think that's kind of getting closer to draft time. You're kind of getting all the smoke going around. Um, Bryce Young only went on two top 30 visits. He went with the Texans and the Panthers. And uh, it just seems like they love C.J. Stroud. I mean, you saw uh, Josh McCown did a breakdown of C.J. Stroud on his YouTube. And then you saw Frank Reich when uh, C.J. Stroud was throwing at his pro day, just recording him like a proud father would. And uh, it just seems like they're falling in love with the best arm talent in this draft class and the most polished quarterback in this draft class. So I think they're going Stroud. I think this whole Bryce Young thing is kind of entertaining them or entertaining the thought of it, but they're not going Bryce Young, in my opinion. I remember, uh, like, for this entire college football season, it was basically uh, Bryce Young or Bust for first overall. Um, so, I I am a huge CJ Stroud fan. I love what he's done. Um to see him in person against another game this past year was cool. Um, do you think four quarterbacks go in the top ten? I think it's possible. Um, I'm extremely low on Levis comparatively, and I'm not really that high on Anthony Richardson either just because of how raw he is. Um, but, I mean, there definitely is a possibility. I think Anthony Richardson has solidified himself as a top 10 pick just because of the best combine we've ever seen by a quarterback. And Will Levis just has all the tools that you want to see in a franchise guy. So everybody's just going to fall in love with the talent and the upside that these guys have. So I don't doubt for a second that we could see that. And it's probably more than likely because I see a team maybe trading up for it. Trading up. I, 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 I think that would be stupid because I'm actually with you on the not sold on Levis and Anthony Richardson thing. Yeah. I don't care how good of a combine Anthony Richardson had. He didn't do anything in the most powerful conference in college football. Um, didn't excite me at all. I watched a game where Anthony Richardson was three for 22 passing. Like, there's nothing exciting about three for 22 passing. It doesn't matter how big, how strong the guy is. If you're not going to perform on the football field and you're not helping your team in any way, shape, or form on the football field win each week, there, the, I don't know why you should be a top 10 quarterback or a top 10 draft pick just because you had a great combine. Yeah, I mean, their whole thought process is just upside. Maybe we can get this guy in and develop him instead of three for 22. Maybe it's 18 for 22. Um, I understand the upside kind of thing, but I'm also somebody that's like looking at a uh, prospect as what do you bring right away? Like, what are you going to give me day one? And Anthony Richardson, the only thing that you're guaranteed is that athleticism. It, 
I want to go back to it takes me back to uh, Zach Wilson. Everybody saw at that pro day he had that amazing oh. pass. Oh my God, this guy's gonna be amazing! Oh, something happened to Kylie. Oh, I guess we uh, we lost Kylie. Oh no! Yeah, but but we, you were we saying see, about we see that Zach Wilson pass on the pro day, pro day, and everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be amazing!" And I was like, I, at front. Even me seeing the past, I was like, this dude, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't shown you anything. He didn't even really dominate in college. He played at BYU. Like, okay, like what, you, you know, like that's not really impressive. He's not playing the most dominant college football teams every week, week in and week out. And it's like he didn't even really win anything major at BYU. So why are you so impressed about a, a, a throw at a pro day? And now look at Zach Wilson. The the, the Jets, Jets don't even want anything to do with that guy anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you got to remember, Zach Wilson kind of did that to himself with the Jets. But you do have a point, you know. Uh, <laughs> he did. And one of the reasons why I think the Jets were so big on Zach Wilson, again, was that that was during the COVID year where BYU actually got a chance because they were one of the few schools that played a full season. So they were playing uh, – they were scheduling actual opponents instead of the, you know, the crumbs that they usually get for being an independent school. Um, that's the that's the issue you have with independent universities like BYU or Notre Dame, um, in that they always get to pick and choose their opponents. You never can tell if any of their players are actually legitimately talented or they're just getting fed easy easy prey, I guess, to like show off their talents. That's all I'm like, what kind of talents can choose have a schedule like the SEC does, where you've got to play the top piece. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of tough though. I, like, I mean, you have Ohio State who doesn't really have quarterbacks coming out, uh, doing well. Um, so I mean, I guess, but um, a lot of people have Bijan Robinson going to the Eagles at ten. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the most conventional thing, especially when you seem like you trust your backfield and Kenneth Gainwell, and then you have Rashad Penny, who you just brought in. It seems like you like your backfield. Um, but, I mean, Bijan Robinson is just so good that you uh, kind of have to entertain the idea of it, even if you're not really sold on the whole idea. Um, I really like the idea of Philly trading back a few spots, and if he's still there at, like, 17 or 18, then pick him. Yeah, I actually – like that idea as well. Um, I just know a lot of people um, are putting B. John Robinson up there, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, who are you highest on? That's not a, like one of the most known. Uh, I'm extremely high on uh, Anton Harrison, who's who is well known. But he's not looked at as the OT two that I have him as. Um, I think Anton Harrison is the second best tackle in this draft behind Peter Skaronsky. And everybody is seemingly like they're having Paris Johnson or um, uh, the Georgia tackle. I can't think of at the moment. But it seems like Anton is just kind of sitting. What was that? Jalen Carter. No, the uh, offensive tackle from. Oh, the offensive tackle. Yeah. But everybody's having Anton Harrison as just OT four or five. And I think at Oklahoma, he showed enough and open space, even though he's not great there because of how big he is. He showed in the run game that he's solid. So I think he's, you know, maybe a higher floor guy, not the highest ceiling, but I think he's solid day one. I, I really like uh, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. He's a nice, nice size corner. You know, he could be a, he can also play in the slot. Uh, you can move him around, move him around and, you know, freelance him a little bit. He kind of reminds me of like a bigger version of Tyron Matthew. And I, I believe, I believe he has that versatility because, you know, his dad was a linebacker. Um, so the, the, the versatility comes from like, not only just DNA, but, you know, as a kid, you obviously watch your dad. And, you know, if your dad's an athlete or your mom's an athlete, you watch them growing up. So, you know, he, he has kind of like linebacker instincts in him as well, just 
due to the fact that he probably did study his dad so much. And those linebacker instincts mixed with the corner instincts just makes him a great ball player. Yeah, I think Joey Porter, I have him as CB4. I think he's extremely solid. Um, there's games like versus Purdue where Charlie Jones had his way versus Joey Porter, which kind of worried me a little bit because you're not looking at Charlie Jones as a first-round pick. Right. But uh, besides that game, he did look extremely solid the rest of the year. Um, and I really see Pittsburgh drafting him in the first round. I think that's where my favorite spot for him is. Ooh. Interesting. That'd be nice. Ooh. Yeah, because Mike Tomlin has been somebody that loves these homer picks. He has the Watt brothers. He has the Hayward brothers. He brought in the Edmund brothers. And, uh, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is uh, extremely good friends with Mike Tomlin's son. So it only makes sense to bring in another, I guess at this point, family member in Joey Porter Jr. Hmm. Interesting. Now, for those who are watching that don't know, you are a Patriots fan. Yes. So who do you want the Patriots to draft with their pick? I would assume they're going tackle. Um, everybody has them mocked to take either a DB or receiver. And, you know, me just being the, um, I guess, hopeful fan that I am, I really want to <laughs> see a receiver because I haven't seen an exciting pick like this. This is the highest pick I've ever seen by my favorite team. So I'd like to see like maybe a Jordan Addison or something that can bring some explosiveness to this offense. But I think the smart pick is not having Riley Reef start as your uh, right tackle and bring in somebody like maybe Paris Johnson to play that role or maybe somebody like Anton Harrison. And I think that's the smart pick. But I would just you know selfishly love to see um, Jordan Addison because I really loved what he did at both USC and Pitt. I, I think the... I think the Addison pickup would be great for you guys. You guys definitely need a true number one receiver, and he, he's definitely that guy. Yeah. Now, Tankathon has you guys getting Van Ness out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what you guys need. Yeah, no, a lot of people like us taking edge, um, which I honestly don't hate because I've never been the biggest Josh Uche guy. Um, everybody knows Matthew Judon. I believe he's – uh, edge five in the NFL. I think he's a top five edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Uche had an extremely efficient year. I wouldn't say it was a great year. He hardly played last year, but when he did, he obviously had what nine or 10 sacks last year. So he was extremely efficient on the downs he did play. And it's kind of like, how much are you buying into that efficiency? Can he play more and keep it up? Or is he going to play more and really not do much? And it was just a fluke. I believe the latter, but uh, you know, I wouldn't mind taking an edge. I don't think Van Ness is the guy I would like, but that's more of a Bill Belichick kind of guy that he likes. If you do take edge, who would you take? Nolan Smith? I really like Nolan Smith. I have him as edge three. I love Tyree Wilson. He's my edge four. Miles Murphy is solid, but he's my edge two. I don't think that he really fits what the Patriots want to do with their edges. So I would like Nolan Smith or Tyree Wilson. What about what about uh what about the rumors with DeAndre Hopkins? I don't believe it. I mean, there was a video where he was talking about his uh, destinations that he'd like to go to, and he kind of just looked away when they said the Patriots. He looked away when they said the Patriots and the Jets, and he kind of gave a thumbs up to the Bills and Chiefs. So it doesn't even seem like he's really into it. Yeah. When you look at it, When you look at it, though, I mean, Mac Jones – don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a Mac Jones guy. I like Mac Jones, I'm but I'm uh well. I'm not gonna say like I like him to the point that I love Mac Jones, but you know I I like him. He, I like his game. Young kid. He he looks like he can he can grow and be something. I don't know. Actually, I take that back. Mac Jones kind of reminds me of Kirk Cousins. He'll probably be an eight and eight guy the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. So when you look at things like that for like a DeAndre Hopkins or something, it's not really something that's really too appetizing to go over there to. Like I don't have that Aaron Rodgers or that Pat Mahomes or that Josh Allen to throw me the ball or something like that. You know, you look at it and it's like, is Mac Jones young guy still? He, you know, he hasn't really he's he's done something in the league, but he hasn't really done anything that wowed you or anything of that nature. So I think that's what plays in a factor as well when DeAndre Hopkins is kind of like looking away when he yeah. sit, when they say Patriots. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you look at other things besides just Mac Jones, I mean, there's a quarterback controversy. The locker room last year was split 50-50 if they like Bailey or they like Mac more. And then you look at the offensive mishaps last year where Bill just said, you know what, let's put a DC as the OC. And uh, now you got Bill O'Brien, who doesn't have the best relationship with DeAndre Hopkins. So it's like, Ah. what really does interest DeAndre Hopkins? I would say a lot more turns him away than turns him towards it, you know? Right. Knowing the business of the NFL, though, just to, out of spite, they'd probably trade him there just to make him upset. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Because, you know, that's exactly how the uh, NBA did Kyrie with the, with the Lakers. Wouldn't allow him to go to the Lakers. The Nets GM said, I would do everything for this guy not to go to the Lakers. So, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if the NFL pulled the same thing. And a lot of teams like to trade him to the opposite uh, division and conference, just get him as far away from the NFC West as he can. Exactly. Now, this is not draft related, um, but Calvin and I had a, had an argument a couple weeks ago about uh, Philip Rivers and uh, Eli Manning of who was better. Philip Rivers. Thank you. Yeah, no, if you're looking at, like, just who was better as a player, I do believe it was Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning just had a lot more around him. He had a better offensive line. He had the defenses with Strahan and all that. And, uh, I mean, Phillip Rivers didn't have that much around him to really help him succeed. The only thing that both of them have on their resume, Eli has the Super Bowls, and then they just have Pro Bowls. So it's not like one has a stacked resume against the other. Um, the only thing that Eli really has above him is the team achievements. I know that's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, listen, man, Tisha, everyone has their own opinion. You know, I don't really think, well, minus the defense, I, I can't really say that Eli had more on offense than Phillip Rivers did. Phillip yeah. Rivers had a lot of great ball players around him, too. And, and, he had a lot of great players on defense, too. I watched Antonio Camardi pick off Peyton Manning four times in one game, three times in one game or whatever it was. So, yeah. I mean. You can give Phil tight end and running back. I would say receivers is kind of a wash. And then line, I think you have to get to Eli. But uh, Eli also had the um, best receiver to come out of it. Uh, college he had Odell and he had the best start of any career ever yeah but Eli never won a Super Bowl with Odell look at his Super Bowl years he didn't have a blazing blazing off the chart type receiver he had Mario Manningham Hakeem Nix uh uh Victor Cruz Victor Victor Cruz he had Plexico Burris like yeah they were guys but they weren't like oh my god wow factors and neither was anybody that Phil had. The only one that he had was Antonio Gates and uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. I mean, he had. Philip had. Philip had Keenan for a couple years too. Yeah, when uh, Phil was what in year nine or ten. Yeah. So it's like that's around the same time that you got Odo and for Eli, and I'm taking Odo over Keenan. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100%. And plus, Keenan, when he came into the NFL, had a bunch of injuries to start his career. That's why he won uh, Comeback Play of the Year in, like, 2015 or so. I mean, I don't know. I'm still sticking with Eli. I mean, I don't think any of them are all-time greats. I think you have to try to make a case for them all to be Hall of Famers. Um, I'm not big on statistics all-time because as the game develops, you're going to have better statistics. You're going to take care of the ball better. You're going to be more efficient passing the ball. You're going to pass the ball more times. So I think a better way to judge players overall is by accolades, and they really don't have anything besides Pro Bowls to their name. Yeah, 100%. But just because of the name, they'll probably both get into the to the Pro Bowl. The Hall of Fame? I mean, the Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt just that. Cause, just because of the names. Yeah, especially Eli. Especially Eli, because obviously Peyton is first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was 100%. Nobody said no to him getting in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, 
God, my Wi-Fi has been awful. I don't even... Like, it's been on and off the entire day. Yeah. Speaking of Odell, though, how do we how do we like the Odell to Baltimore? I mean, it was a good move for Baltimore. I do think Odell got a bit of a bigger contract than he should have, but uh, yeah. the way... It, the way it's set up is extremely nice. They gave it all to him in a signing bonus. So his cap hit is only three mil. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like $13 million was given to him in a signing bonus. And honestly, if they find a way to get another receiver, maybe trade up for one, one in the draft or, you know, find a way to somehow get one in this, you know, free agency or trade, trade, uh, you know, or something like that. And they can find a way to pay Lamar as well. I think the Ravens are a team that can make a big run next year because I, I, I mean, people would disagree with me, but if Lamar never gets injured last year, the Ravens probably win that division. I, I don't care how good Joe Burrow is. I love Joe Burrow. I'm a Joe guy. I like Joe is my guy. Like, yeah, I love Joe. But Lamar is just a different guy, and he definitely would. The, you can see the difference in the Ravens when he does play and when he doesn't play. Like this, the stats, the win percentage, everything is just completely different when Lamar is on that football field. And it gives you a way better chance to win a football game when Lamar is on a football field because he's never had a top five, top even top two receiver ever in his almost six year career now and he's taking them to the playoffs once he's had a every winning year, record seven. every year he started you said what guy he's been in the playoffs every year except one okay he's been in the playoffs every year except one he's you know led them to a winning record every year he's played the every year he started you know like the 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 one year that they went to the playoffs he started the season zero and two and then won 14 straight games like the Ravens could be a very great contender if they can find a way to pay Lamar. Yeah, and I think I heard that they really like Zay Flowers. So I think if he's there in the first round, they could pick up Zay. Zay Flowers, he, Boston College, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be a nice pickup there. Because yeah. they just got a – who did they get before Odell? Nelson Aguilar, right? I mean, yeah. he, you know, not too big of a oh, my God, wow factor like, like I was saying earlier with the other guys, but like – Hey, great Super Bowl champ. Mm. Yeah, Super Bowl champ, of course. <laughs> and he made a great catch in that Super Bowl as well. But Yeah, it was a great game. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has great speed, and they can find a way to use, utilize him correctly. You know, that, that could be nice. Rashad Bateman, Odell, Nelson Aguilar, Mark Andrews. Duvernay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Duvernay as well. That's if they even pay Lamar. Yeah. Which I mean, it's seeming like they're going to. That's what this Odell thing kind of was because yeah. Odell really wanted to play with Lamar. Lamar wanted to play with Odell, so it's kind of like just get him in the building, and then we can kind of see where it go from here. That hurts contract might have screwed him over though a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't think Lamar's gonna get uh, the fifty million dollars per year, but uh, I don't really know what his contract's going to look like because he really wants the majority of it guaranteed, which I don't blame him. He's been dealing with a bunch of injuries recently. Yeah, injuries, and it's kind of like – like I uh, I was watching something, and they were saying how like contracts are for like the projected – not what you've done lately, but like what you're projected how, like to improve and stuff. Uh, and so when they word it like that, I guess Lamar has even more deserved it because not only is he just like with Odell and, you know, they're clearly working on receivers. So uh, he's more than likely going to have another great season. Mm -hmm. And um, with everything he's dealt with with that organization before this contract, he should definitely – get at least most of it guaranteed, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, you look at the contract that he was given as a rookie. He was the last pick in the first round, and then he outperformed that by winning an MVP, first-team All-Pro. And he's kind of looking at it like, okay, well, if I play on a franchise tag, I'm going to outperform that, so why don't I just get what I'm deserving? And exactly. then 
Yeah. He's just kind of on that whole thing and he doesn't have anybody representing him. The only person he really has in his ear is his mom, which, you know, his mom just wants the most money he, she can get him. And I, I don't think Lamar is wrong at all for, you know, wanting what he deserves because, like you said, he outperforms a lot of that stuff. He was all pro, unanimous MVP. Yeah. Like, there, there's just no doubt in his mind or anyone else's mind that he deserves that contract. And everybody says, oh, well, look at his playing style. Oh, well, look at this. Well, Kyler Murray got paid millions and millions of dollars and has the same playing style that Lamar Jackson has. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, same thing. Same playing style as Lamar Jackson. He, he, he stays in the pocket a little bit more, but, you know, he just got paid crazy mm-hmm. amount of money. So I think Lamar Jackson – you know, he, he, the Ravens need to stop playing with that guy, man. He's he's different. He's he's a different ball player. Hmm. And all the all the negatives about how he can't pass and how he's not a pocket passer and this that and the third. Like I heard Big Ben talking about how Lamar wasn't uh, a big pocket guy, and if you get him out the pocket, he's terrible and things like that. So then after he said it, somebody on ESPN compared Big Ben's career stats with Lamar's big. Uh, career stats in the pocket and Lamar's stats were way better than Big Ben's and it like shut his mouth. So uh yeah. All the all the throwing narrative and all that stuff that, that it's all out the window. They just need to pay that guy because he's a ball player. Yeah. And the best ball player on their field. Oh yeah. It's also gonna be interesting to see how Cincinnati does Burrow's contract. I was going to say the same thing because with these guys getting all those amounts like that, you have to think Burroughs is going to be the same as Mahomes. That like 10 year, 500 mil or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if I like contracts going that long unless it's Patrick Mahomes because Joe Burrow isn't the most uh, talented quarterback we've ever seen, but I believe Patrick Mahomes is. Um, So I I only like it if you can sit there and say, okay, we're not going to find another guy like this. And I think you can like – in a few years, find another guy like Joe Burrow. I don't think. I he's... don't know if he can though. Joe is different. Joe's a Joe's a winner. He has a. He, you can he find has another a... winner though. You can find another winner. Yeah, but not with the mentality like Joe. Like Joe's like another Tom Brady. Like he like he doesn't he doesn't let anything affect him or anything like that. Like they were saying in the interview about nine year old Joe, how he scored nine straight points to win an AAU game and. Then his his coach was a, like a psychology teacher or something, and the coach told his parents afterwards like he has the same, uh, like the same mindset of serial killers and first responders as well as something else. Like he stays poised the whole time. Like it doesn't matter whether he's cutting the grass or playing in a game seven of the NBA Finals, his heart rate never changes. It's like you can't find another guy like that. There's That's only one joke. If you could kill somebody, you wouldn't know it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, if you want another winner, just look at Stetson Bennett this year. You could get him for, like, a seventh-round pick. Yeah, but I don't know. Isn't Bennett, like, a lot older? You know how I feel about Stetson Bennett, Kylie. Stetson, I I think right now, is, like, a year younger than Burrow. Because I think Burrow was 24 when he came out, and Stetson's, like, 25 right now. I I, I think I saw something on ESPN that said that. They were like – Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Stetson Bennett are all like two months and seven days apart or something like that. And Burrow and Lamar are already in their fifth season in the NFL. Yeah. And Stetson Bennett's still in college. Lamar's won an MVP. Stetson Bennett's still in college. So I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can't talking... say anything like that because Kurt Warner didn't start his career until 26. And, you know, he More was Moon too. But yeah, if we're looking at like just ages, I mean, Will Levis is 24. Yeah, Hendon Hooker's twenty five. Brand, Brand, Brandon Whedon didn't start his career till twenty eight. Yeah, and he's a first round pick. Yep. So, I don't, I don't think Stetson Bennett's a first round pick, and I honestly, I don't think Stetson Bennett's going to last in the league very long. And if he does, it'll probably be a backup. Stetson Bennett kind of reminds me of Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everything at Georgia was just so easy because it was basically just wide open for him. And that was yep. the one thing I kind of noticed. I was like, I watch everybody. It's like, okay, what do you do to benefit your offense? And the only thing that Stetson really did was not do anything bad, yeah, which exactly. is like, 
okay, that that's a good thing. But it's like, what do you give me besides not doing anything bad? And there's not really that much there. Right. And I think he's, yeah, he's like a Taylor Heineke. If you throw him in a situation where he's needed, he can go win you a ball game 100%. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be a starter in the league. Yeah. No. I'm All sad right. about Heineke leaving, man. I hate that. <laughs> he to oh, my God. Yeah, you loved Heineke. Oh, oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> Dude, one more question. Sure. Where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, Lsped, that's E-L-S-P-E-D-D. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. Um, everything but Instagram because I don't feel like running that anymore. So. <laughs> because didn't somebody have that uh, that name and you messaged them? and? Yeah. I tried to get them reported and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say they were trying to act as me. That's hilarious. <laughs> she wanted money for the username. I was like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming on yet again. Yeah, no problem. I would wish you luck, but you're a Patriots fan and I'm an Eagles fan. So. <laughs> That's fine. You already made uh, your stance with that Nelson Aguilar comment. <laughs> so. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one, man. You too. All right. Well, it's always fun having him on. Um, he knows a crap load about football. Yeah, like, definitely. It's, it's insane. He does so much with the draft uh and y'all gotta follow him on twitter and and youtube and tiktok because that dude just posts so much good stuff about the about the um about the draft like he football is his one sport and he just knocks it out so always fun having him on but now NBA freaking playoffs have started. I tell you what, the if we win tonight, we're sweeping Memphis. We win tonight, we're sweeping Memphis. That's number one. And number two, if we play the same way that we played the other night, where LeBron has twenty-one, eighty has twenty-two. Austin Reese has 20. You got Rui Hatamura with 29. I know, right? She agrees. We're going to watch Braun tonight. Don't worry. We'll watch. Yay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you got you got all those guys who got 20-plus points, you know, and this is what LeBron has wanted for the last two, three years now, a team where – he doesn't really have to score, be the main scorer, do the scoring. He can just facilitate and run the offense as well as, you know, get the rebounds and do things like that. Like LeBron, I, I haven't seen a game where LeBron only has 21 points and the Lakers win by 15 plus in I don't know how long. So has it been this season? We continue like that. I promise you. I've been telling, I've been telling y'all, all you viewers for a long time, Lakers championship. We'll be the first seven seed to win a championship. Hey, I, I told you, if you guys just get into the postseason, there is a chance. There is a chance. Y'all y'all were looking good at the end of the season, and uh, uh, things are starting to click. And for the love of God, get Dylan Brooks out of the playoffs, please. Another thing that helps as well, which makes it an easier path, is because I, I've, all, I've always felt – that if we got in the playoffs, the only team that can beat LeBron four times was the Warriors, and they're down 2-0 right now. If the Kings yeah, let's can talk get about that, man. <laughs> hey. How about them Kings? The Kings have been playing great basketball. Malik Monk has really stepped up. De'Aaron Fox has really stepped up. I mean, Sabonis is always going to be Sabonis. He's been playing yeah. great basketball all season long. Um, you could have – you. you Arguably could have put Sabonis in that top five for the MVP race. No, he wasn't where Joel is or Jokic at all. Come on, Milani. You don't like that? You didn't <laughs> like that? All right. He was he was where Joel and Jokic were then. I, there you go. He don't want to respect her. She knows ball. Come on. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, Sabonis has been playing great basketball. And, honestly, I think the Warriors – 
I think they came out way too cocky. I think they just thought like, oh, we're the Warriors. You know, we've been here several times. Nobody can really mess with us. And game one, I I, I watched them be up by like eight, nine points, and then they blew the lead and ended up losing by two, three points. Then last game, they just absolutely just after halftime, the Kings just took over. Um, so it, it's great to see fun basketball right now. I think every playoff game in the playoffs so far has been very fun. Um, even y'all's game uh, yesterday uh, because there was a – or was that yesterday? Yeah, before. Or two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, whatever day it was, y'all, y'all's game was very fun because there was a time where the Nets were up by, like, 10 points, and I go and check, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? The Nets are up by 10. I come back, and, you know, you guys are back up again. Then the Celtics game last night, Celtics were up by, like, 15. Hawks come back and cut it to, like, a seven-point lead, and then the Celtics take off and just start destroying them again. But it, it's been a very fun playoff so far. I don't think one game has disappointed me. Yeah, um, especially because my team is currently up 2-0. So I have yet to be disappointed, too. Um, so obviously, it's a four, it's a, it's a seven-game series. Only two games have been played so far. But is the Warriors dynasty fading away? Uh, honestly, I think so because I've seen so much talk about Draymond leaving this offseason and teaming up with LeBron. Um, Imagine. So I, I think that the this playoff run is the end of their run. Trust me, they're not going to get swept. The NBA won't allow that at all. So they'll definitely take the next game in Golden State. They might, might even take the next two because Golden State is a very hostile environment to play in. No matter what team you are, yeah. doesn't matter how good you are, Golden State is a very hostile environment to play in. So I do think they take game three 100%. If they go down 3-1, though, uh, it's pretty much over with. They're, you know, we've we've only seen that one time in NBA history. Um, so I, I don't think they'll be coming back from 3-1 if they go down. Or even 3-0. If they lose the next game, it's it's over. They really might get swept. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it, I did not expect the Kings to be the one to do it, though. Well, you got to give credit to the Kings. They played great basketball all season long, and they oh, just yeah. found a way to they found a way to click right at the end of the season, right at the right time. So it doesn't surprise me that's the Kings, but I think the Kings. What, what's what's annoying for the Kings in their aspect is they did get the Warriors in the first round. If you ask me, the Warriors are probably the most tiring team to play because they run around so much and try to set so many screens to get their guys open and things of that nature. So yeah. if you're playing man-to-man defense, you have to chase those guys. Um, De'Aaron Fox, after game one, he even said, he was like, he's like, have y'all seen that J.R. Smith interview about uh, Matthew Dellavedova damn near dying guarding Steph Curry? He's like, that's literally how it is guarding this guy. Like, I was running around, literally just running for my life all game, trying to chase this guy on defense. So I think them. I think Sacramento getting the Warriors game uh, 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 for the first series of the playoffs was actually bad for them in the long run because it's going to tire them out so much because they have to use so much energy day in and day out against these guys. So they got to sweep to get that rest. Exactly, and if they don't get that rest, and they who would they play next round? Would it be the winner of Lakers Memphis? I don't even remember how the layout is. I, 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 um, let's see. All right. So, you're so tired. Just go to sleep. Uh, so the it's Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, and Timberwolves, right? Timberwolves got it. Yeah. Yep. So, Lakers are the seventh seed, and the Timberwolves are the eighth seed. Um. So, who would they play next? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the. Uh, I don't remember who they play, but. Um, 
regardless, it's going to be very hard for the Kings to keep that energy all playoffs due to the fact that they had to play the Warriors in the first round. Oh, they would play the winner of Memphis Lakers. So oh. Lakers. Yeah, they don't want to play us next. We're getting <laughs> hot at the right time. You guys are. And, and our team's meshing at the right time. Yeah, y'all seem to be getting it together. Um, LeBron seems to not have to do as much as he usually does. So that's good for them. Um, exactly. But I, I'm honestly, like, I know I hate on Denver. I'm kind of surprised they took Minnesota, like, that well. A little bit. Like, I shouldn't be because Denver is good and they're supposed to go to the finals. But I was so low on them. Honestly, I, I'm i just as surprised as you because me and a couple of friends were talking and we actually had Minnesota winning that game. We, I did too. We, we thought for sure because it was so that, – that day was just so weird because – Lakers came out and won first, so we're like, all right, it's an upset day. Like, as soon as we saw that, we were like, it's an upset day. The Heat come out next as the eighth seed, and they beat the Bucks. so we were like, all right, it's really an upset day. We got the seventh seed just won, and now, now the eighth seed just won. And then I forgot who played after that, but they were the – oh, the, it was the uh, Clippers' sons, and the Clippers ended up winning. So that's three upsets in a row there. So we were like, all right, Timberwolves got to win today. And then it was a close game in the first quarter. And after the first quarter, the Nuggets just absolutely took off. And it was like Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert were no longer there on the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, I guess I'm also surprised that Timberwolves are made it to the playoffs because I was also very low on them. So I'm very back and forth with both these teams. Um, well, they snuck in. You know, they did. They, they, they did. But still, um, all the shit talking I did. Uh, Do you think if the Pelicans were there, they'd give the they would have gave the Nuggets a better run? Yes, especially if they had Zion. I I believe so as well. Just because I I think Brandon Ingram is such a high caliber MVP type player. Yeah, uh, he just doesn't get enough. W- what it is is. He, he, he gets injured too much or he sits out too many games. So mm-hmm. his name is never really in that running for MVP. But if you look at his numbers, the guy is an MVP caliber player every single 100%. Yeah. He just has to play more. And it's it's his playing is just so strong. And he's just such a big dude. He's either got to do what Shaq did to stay healthy or slim down and right. change his approach. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but, I mean, because, like, when Zion's on the court, nobody's stopping him. Oh, yeah. Nobody. But the the biggest saying in basketball is the big, the best ability is availability. Yep. So, I mean, you got all this talent and you're unstoppable when you're on the court, but how often are you on the court? Exactly. That's the number one saying, and that's why Embiid lost MVP the first year, because he wasn't playing. Same with LeBron, wasn't playing. So if you're not, if you're just this super injury prone like you are, like something's got to change. You're getting paid all this money, something's got to change. Yeah. So far, though, uh. Well, I got to see how the games go tonight, but I can speak for the East side because I have seen a couple games in the East so far. But right now, I'm, I think it's going to be uh, either the Sixers or the Celtics will be representing the East based on what I've seen so far. You think? Either the Sixers or the Celtics. So the, those, are, those are my two teams that will probably be representing the East right now. I, I know Giannis didn't play that first game, but I'm not really too sold on the Bucks. Um, I don't know why, but I'm just not too sold on the Bucks this year at all. I, and then I'm not sold on the Bucks either, uh, especially with Giannis being out. Mm-hmm. Like, can we talk about these injuries that are happening? Tyler Hero broke his hand 
Uh, yes. LeBron James, is, his foot is still bugging him. Giannis might be out because of his back. So bonus. John Morant, John Morant might be out because his hand. Did you see that the other day? Yeah, I did. John Morant might be out because yeah, because of his wrist. Uh, that was nasty. I didn't uh, like that. The bonus got stepped on by by yeah. Draymond. That's why Draymond suspended for a game, which I'm not fully in agreement with. Uh, see, I forgot about Draymond being suspended for a game. So even that may cost them, and they may go down three zero. They might, yeah. Uh, because I I've seen this episode before. Draymond uh, suspended, and then that's exactly when LeBron and Kyrie got on that three one run. Or I mean that uh, three three straight run where they were when they were down three one. That's right. Yep, it was all because that Draymond suspension. Once Draymond got suspended, then they won that game. It was three two. Then they went back to Cleveland afterwards, three three, and then ended in Golden State. Why is he always getting suspended? And it's always at a crucial pivotal game because this game this game really matters because. The statistics on if you go down 3-0, there's literally no coming back from it. Yeah, I, I mean, that means they have to win four of the next four. Right. Against a team that just won the last three. Yeah, exactly. Like, the the going down 3 nothing, 3-1, let alone 3-0, is nearly impossible to come back from. Like... Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think he should have been suspended. Like, I, I get why they said because of his past shenanigans. But he got suspended for his past shenanigans already, so. Yeah, but you know they make an example out of guys in the NBA. They so. do, they do. But but still, like, I don't know. Like, Sabonis was the one grabbing his ankle. Yeah, 100%. But it's kind of like. And don't get me wrong, I love John Morant. I love John Morant. Yeah, me too. Great, great basketball player, but it's literally like Kyrie and John Morant situation. Kyrie posts a video on his Instagram story. Nike excludes him. Uh, Nike drops him. All these places drop Kyrie. We don't want to talk to Kyrie anymore. John yeah. Morant gets, you know, in trouble for waving a gun around didn't he didn't get suspended by the NBA or if he did it was like three games and then on top of that he still has his Nike contract he's still gonna have his own signature shoe you know all those things so it's like they just make examples out of people they choose what they want to make an example out of and choose the people they want to do things to yeah and you know it the NBA is just so weird it is. It's it's a business though, so it's what what looks best for their business. And don't get me wrong, they think that you know, be like back in the day. Hell no, they wouldn't have had that. David Stern would have gotten rid of all these guys back in the day. Cause oh yeah, yeah. But nowadays, it's like a lot of these kids like that that. Stupid ass, it's a parade inside my city that John Morant says after every game when they win and stuff like that. That's, you know, it's from a rap song. So the NBA is allowing that because they know kids nowadays look at rap songs and they listen to rap songs. So they're influenced by that. So they're allowing the John Morant stuff to happen because it's like, oh, that's what the kids are seeing nowadays anyway. So, you know, this is, we're going to, we're going to idolize this. You know, you can be a, you can be a fake street guy as well as an NBA player all at the same time, but you cannot post you cannot post a movie on your instagram story because that's totally against the rules i i mean what he posted was a, was a little uh i actually don't even know what he posted i didn't look into it so i i can't say anything into it but um i mean like we went from allen iverson getting in trouble for wearing a headband, uh, the ninja headband is also gone. Mm-hmm. But John Morant can wave a guy. Yeah, it's confusing. Like we, like what are the rules? Yeah, like I said, they have rules. They make specific rules for specific players. That's just like 
you know, with the referees, I saw Draymond and Kevin Looney arguing with a referee the other day saying, Steph Curry's a four-time NBA champion, two-time MVP. Why is he not getting the same calls that you're giving this scrub? And it's, they're exactly right. Like, if Steph is getting fouled the same way this scrub is getting fouled, why the hell is Steph Curry not getting those calls, but you're giving those calls to a scrub when this is a four-time MVP? I mean, four-time champion and two-time MVP. Like, what is your problem? So, yeah. you know, they pick and choose who they like to have battle. I mean, who they like to represent and who they like to battle with. And I don't even think it just goes to that. I mean, you look at the MVP thing. Oh, like, yeah. Every every single year, not just the past, you know, three years, like it, the narrative always changes. And, you know, they now added a 65 uh, game minimum for any accolade like that. And and now that they're changing to the 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 first team all NBA rules. So they're literally just. They need to stick to one thing for everything and just run with that. 1,000%. And the thing is, the reason they keep changing rules, because I saw an interview not too long ago. It was an old interview, but I had just recently seen it. And it was Gilbert Arenas and somebody else talking. And Gilbert was basically saying they change rules like that because when you really think about it, if you sit back as an analyst, you sit back as a fan, you sit back as an NBA owner, GM, anything, he was like, there's only one guy who's really the most valuable player every year. And they were like, most valuable player means most valuable to your team. He was like, when this, he was like, when a guy doesn't play, their team's complete shit. When a guy does play, the team is totally different. He was like, there's only one guy that makes that difference. So they would have to give him the MVP every single year. And that's why they changed the stipulations every single year. And because if, you know, they were really looking at it in a realistic standpoint, there's only one guy who's really the most valuable player throughout the whole entire NBA. I don't even have to say his name. No, you don't. We all know who you're talking about. Um, everybody that watches our show constantly, like, they know who you're talking about. Um, uh, but I, I, it's interesting because – I mean, you have the hockey playoffs that have started, and I mean, neither of us watch too much hockey. But I don't even think you watch any hockey. I, I've um, I've been watching more since I've been on the podcast and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I haven't really watched too much hockey playoffs just because NBA started and yeah, especially that. I've been way too invested in NBA playoffs. Like, I, I don't know. It's been a last year. I didn't even watch the playoffs until the finals. This year has been. A fun playoffs for me and like I watched almost every game and I don't I usually don't even watch basketball games unless it's LeBron playing or the Lakers but I've watched almost every playoffs game this 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 season so far it's actually it's, it has been a surprisingly good playoff uh playoff so far hopefully that continues um, Suns, Suns Clippers is very impressive so far as well yeah isn't this series one and one yeah one one uh, Suns tied it up last night. So you see that reporter asked that stupid question. I didn't. I forget what it was, but he was asking like, I I'm totally blanking. I, I shouldn't have said anything, but he asked a stupid question, and the reporter was like, "I know this sounds stupid," and he should have just stopped like, himself right there. Yeah, yeah, he should have. Uh, <laughs> the was just like. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people had the Clippers winning last night just due to Scott Foster being the referee. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, the Scott Foster, Chris Paul curse. I think before last night, Chris Paul had lost 13 straight games at Scott Foster with Scott Foster as the referee. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's fun to see Chris Paul and the Suns get over that Scott Foster hump as well. Yeah, finally. There was a, a Twitter account that his name was – he's pretending to be the Scott Foster uh, – the Scott Foster uh, uh, official. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently restricted now. <laughs> he said – he tweeted out, it went viral. Uh, it has 61,000 likes. <laughs> 
it's a parody account and it says parody in the bio and he said hey and he tagged cp3 and was like good luck tonight let the best man win (laughs) (laughs) so i mean nba twitter just nba twitter has its good moments and that was hilarious yeah definitely (laughs) all right final final discussion point the mlb uh isaac and we all had a conversation before we went on about it isaac isn't here wi-fi issues and now he's busy because it would not be a beer better sports episode without a technical difficulty of course so a, a, um, a, a couple weeks ago i told you guys i wouldn't be able to give you my MVPs yet or anything of that nature nl for nl wise i still can't give you my mvp but al wise I like the guy from Baltimore, Mount Castle. Mount Castle. He's been very impressive to me in the first 18 game, 19 games of this season so far. Um, so that is my MVP in the AL for right now. I'm going with Ryan Mountcastle. Um he is currently batting. Are you sure you want to go Brian Mountcastle? Listen, don't look at the batting average. Just, I'm telling you, trust trust the process. By the end of the season, they'll be talking a lot about this guy. He's batting, batting average, six home runs, 20 RBI. The, the batting average doesn't do what I've seen with my own two eyes. Just. No, not at all. I, I, I am notorious for saying batting average does not determine a player's skill set. We're past yeah, I, He's been great in the field. I mean, you know, like I said, the batting average doesn't really give him much justice. But like you said, he's hit, what, six home runs, seven home runs or something like that? Mm -hmm. Six. Six home runs in 18 games, 19 games. Like, he's been great in the field. I've actually been tuning in to Orioles games. The Orioles have been very fun to watch this year. Um, So I'm going with Ryan Mountcastle right now as my AL MVP. Uh, For my – I'm going NL. And for NL, if Luis Arise keeps this crap up, this annoying hitting up, I swear <sighs> to God, it's pissing me off because he hit for the cycle against the Phillies. But if he keeps this up, I don't see anybody else getting it. He hit for the cycle? Yep. What game was this? Uh, it was Marlins-Phillies. Uh, I forget which game it was. They're all combined oh my god how did i miss that i could have been rich oh my god really i'm upset i'm upset the 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 no hitter odds and the cycle odds on betting is absolutely crazy because it's done it's not done enough um it's like plus fifty thousand. so basically a hundred dollars to get you fifty thousand dollars, but um, they actually have this one bet for Shohei because Shohei plays two ways. So it's like for Shohei to throw a no hitter as well as hit for the cycle in the same game, it's like a dollar is a million dollars or two dollars is a million dollars or something like that. Might as well bet two bucks. That's what I'm saying. Every time Shohei pitches now, I bet that bet. Just because I know it's going to happen at least once this year. It has to. No way. A shutout? No. So he has to throw a no-hitter as well as hit for the cycle in the same game. There's no way that actually happened. Exactly. But I'm going to keep throwing this $2 on it just in case it does. (laughs) Why not? It makes sense, honestly. I. But uh, Luis Arise, this this man is just tearing it up in the National League. His batting average is four fifty eight. Bryce he only has one home run and seven RBI, but his OPS is eleven hundred. Bryce Stotts looked very great as well, though. Damn right he has. Yeah, there was a, or is it, I don't know if he's still on the streak, but he was on a thirteen game history for for a little bit. He's at seventeen. He's at seventeen now. It ended yesterday at the double. Uh, damn, I should have just kept bet- betting him one hit, one hit, one hit. You can bet for a multi-hit game today. I know he's batting. I know he's getting more than one hit. 
Oh, yeah. The, most times when guys go over the day before, they tend to have a great game the day after. Except Trey Turner, apparently. It, you know, and that's been the surprising thing this year for me. Trey Turner has not been the Trey Turner he was last year. He's still batting way over 300. Yeah. But the uh, the home runs aren't there yet. They're going to come. It, once he gets his first one, he's going to hit a lot. But, damn. Yeah, I think that's what it is too. He's getting in the he's getting in the groove of, you know, playing back over here in this in this division here. And not only that, it's like yeah, as the when he played for the Dodgers, yeah, you kind of still play the same people because you're in the NL, but it's different because yeah. they're on the West Coast and you know, Phillies are on the East Coast. So it's more like I don't know. I, I I don't know how to really explain, but I, I, I know what you I, mean. Yeah. I, I, he'll, he'll definitely turn it around. And I hope he does because I love Trey Turner. He's actually one of my favorite players in baseball. If he didn't play for the Phillies, I probably have a Jersey, but <laughs> I can't really say that though, because I have an Odell um, Giants Jersey and I only like, I only got it because it was Odell. So I probably will get a Trey Turner Jersey, even though he plays for the Phillies, even though I'm a Mets fan, but, it's, you know, it's because of Trey Turner. I love Trey. Everybody loves Trey, man. Like, you can't not love Trey. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, well, on opening day, I was at the game because, you know, of course. And I was recording Trey on first because, like, this dude is going to steal. I got a home run instead from JT. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't go wrong um, with that, though. No, nothing wrong with that. And I got a clip of him sliding. At home, like the famous, like smooth slide and stand up. Yeah, I got it. I haven't been to a game yet this year, but I'm definitely getting out to one. It's hard for you because you're a Mets fan. It's hard to go up to Queens. Yeah, I'm and gonna. I'm gonna, DC. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to an Orioles game soon though, because like I said, the I'm Orioles totally have been very going. exciting. I'm. Uh, I'm going to an Orioles Blue Jays game. My uncle's a Blue Jays fan. Oh, boo. <laughs> So I bought a Vladdy jersey, uh, fake because I'm not spending that much money on one. Yeah. Uh, especially and, not for a person that's not on my team. Yeah, especially exactly. <laughs> um, I only have a few real jerseys. I have a real Schwarber, um, World Series one. All of my Bryce Harper jerseys are real, but they were on sale. So like they were like fifty bucks each. And I have, I think, three. I have a, yeah, I have three. I have a pinstripe, so the home, powder blue, and the away one. Uh, my Castellano jersey is real because I was just excited that we got them. Um, I don't know where that is, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of my jerseys are either, like, all my jerseys are either fake or they were on sale, except the Castellanos and the Schwarber ones. That's it. I used to, I well, I can't say used to. I still have a, all those jerseys that I got, but I have a lot of throwback jerseys. I'm a, I'm a big throwback jersey guy. Like, me too, I, me too. I, I, got, uh, I got Kobe's high school. Um, I have. My cousin went to Upper Marion. Really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I have Kobe. I I got Kobe's high school. I have um, Allen Iverson's high school football jersey. Yeah, don't ask me where I I I, I, can't, I can't disclose to the public where I'm getting these, but I can send you a text about where to get these crazy jerseys. Because as soon as I tell the public, my jerseys will be gone. Um, but yeah, I, I got a lot of old school jerseys, and I'm. I've actually been trying to find LeBron High School lately. That's why I haven't gotten a jersey lately because I've been searching for this LeBron High School for so goddamn long. High school but football or high school basketball? High school basketball. But my website has been out of stock for like a month and a half now with the LeBron High School. Hold on. Let me let me see if uh, I can try to find something for you. Okay. Um, because I have my own... Uh, website. Crap, I spelled it wrong. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah, I found it. Okay. Oh yeah, send the link. I got you. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love throwbacks. I love the old jerseys. I have a few Michael Jordan jerseys. Um. Oh yeah, I got the Jordan forty five too. I forgot about the that. Jordan forty five. I, I feel like when I was a kid, I had a Jordan forty five jersey. I feel like I did. I feel like I remember seeing a forty five in my house. Um, yeah, I, I have the Jordan 45. That's the only Jordan jersey I have. You, you guys know how I feel about Jordan. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, on that note, the hour is up. Uh, so, as always, thank you all so much for watching. Apologies for this ridiculous Wi-Fi. It would <laughs> not be a beer battered sports episode without terrible Wi-Fi. Everybody no. knows that. Uh, something always happens. Shout out Steven slash at L sped. Check his stuff out. He's got great football content. Uh, and we will see all of y'all next week. Peace. Peace.